Okay, hey everybody, it's Nolan with Roofers Paradise. Today we have Tyler with Roof Rejuve, who also is in the roofing business. How's it going? Um, Good. Yeah, so so I, I think this is going to be interesting today. And I I want to discuss a couple of things before Tyler goes into it. Just what we're going to cover is this re Roof Rejuve product, which is a shingle replenishment product. I want to discuss like a roofer's position or thought process towards a coating or something like this, especially as this is pretty really new concept for a shingle roof. I, I want to talk about that mentality of the original coatings for commercial roofs, how Tyler got into a roofing business and started this company and why this product works, why he says it works and what it, um, you know, what it does, how it does it. And I want to hear some success stories. We're going to talk about that of how people not only added net profit, but help people that really couldn't afford to get a roof put on and it helped them in the interim uh, process. But if you don't mind, Tyler, tell me like a little bit about, tell us about, you know, how you, you got in the roof business. So. Sure. So my, uh, my father-in-law started a uh, general construction company back in 1979. And, you know, right now my wife runs that organization uh, and it's a multi-location GC in Pennsylvania um, that has all trades. So restoration, uh, uh, fire and water mitigation, roofing, uh, bathroom, kitchen. We, we, do, we do a lot of uh, different services. Right. And, you know, over the last few years, you know, my wife has become very conscious of construction waste and what we're putting back into landfills. And, and, you know, mainly because we had kids and, you know, that changes, uh, having kids changes, men, you know, mentality. And we're looking at what we were doing and we wanted to make sure that, you know, we were being resourceful and, and, and making sure that we had, you know, just an understanding of what we were putting back into landfills. And hence that is how, you know, Roof Rejuve was, was actually born was, was through her, uh, looking for ways to reduce construction waste. Right. So you guys were in, you married into uh, roofing basically. And I, when we talk about, I've talked to a lot of roofers over the years. I mean, a ton and I'm not a roofer, but I kind of, I mean, I've walked roofs set up. I've done nothing but talk roofing for over a decade now. And I know that back in the seventies, there was, um, you know, the starting of coatings and it had a bad taste. I'm talking about commercial roof coatings, you know, silicon mm -hmm. acrylic polyurea coatings. And, and those had a bad taste until, until like really just like seven, eight years ago, you know, they started getting used uh, pretty aggressively and, and now people like them. If it's a proper roof system, proper UV protection, proper material, uh, it seems to be a good product for people. And, uh, you know, a lot of roof systems have problems eventually and don't work as well as they thought, like TPOs and, and things like that. They work, but they failed before they were supposed to. Um, but there seems to be a perception now that a roof coating can be a great thing on a commercial roof. Now, from my perception of the shingle roof restoration or what you're calling shingle uh, roof replenishment, there's a hard line, and I want to just say that a lot of guys, it's such a new product, they're not sure about it. And for most roofers, really for all roofers that I know, if you're going to be successful, you have to do a quality job. And if you don't do a quality job, you don't sustain yourself in business. So a mentality that I find that most roofers have, which is correct, and it should be this way, they're very hardcore and serious about their roof system and the material that they put on. So if it's a certainty uh, person they're hardcore with that or and, and they preach that product because they believe in it so for me I know a lot of people are going to be wondering about the integrity of the product and if it works so that they can in turn have good integrity and in business ethics and when they when they're putting on a product I have a I, I want to say one other thing before I ask you to respond to it but I think personally from a business person's perspective I'm always trying stuff. I have to try stuff, have to do new things. So when a product comes out, if I had a roofing business that was uh, doing shingle roofs, I believe I'd be trying this product no matter what. 
And um, even if I just tried it on some friend's house or something like that, my father right now has a roof from the 80s and um, it was a steep slope, uh, fairly large roof on a home. It's in horrible condition. You can see all the shingles cracked in the tar, you know, everything's showing through. I know it's leaking up in his attic and he doesn't have the money. Uh, he absolutely doesn't have the money to do it. And um, I talked to someone about this. I told you right before we started just the other day and they're like, oh, I don't like the idea of that. Well, somebody may not like the idea of it, but my dad's roof is going to leak. And he spent like $45,000 of insurance money here in Texas. They all, they get it. And so I see applications for this in a lot of places, a lot of places too, don't have storms like Texas and insurance ain't going to replace your roofs anyway. Right. So some places you don't get insurance, other places, the people spent their insurance money. And if they don't have any other place to turn, isn't it ethical to offer them a solution that might rejuvenate their roof for a little bit? So if you don't mind, kind of talking about that for a minute. Absolutely. Know. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and, and I, and I totally understand. I mean, I think with any, with anything new, new technologies, new products, there's always apprehension. Um, right. And, and rightfully so, because I think that there's scenarios where, you know, companies will release a product that maybe doesn't have the proper validation or third-party testing. And in our case, that was, you know, a, a very significant portion of what we did early on with this product. Um, so the history of the product is interesting because I gave you the history of, of, of our, you know, GC business. Right. The history of the product is a little different. So, you know, our co-founder that actually developed the chemistry uh, behind the product has been using this, uh, this, this chemical matrix um, in, uh, in bio-based dust suppressant and asphalt replenishment for roadways. So oh, this really? is not, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So this, this chemical matrix um, has been utilized for many years okay. um, and very similar to an asphalt road, you know, an asphalt shingle has, has a lot of the same matrix, a lot of the same makeup. And so the formula itself has been tested for years, um, okay. probably going on over a decade. And, you know, in our case, we started testing this formula on asphalt shingles, you know, over four years ago. So we did a lot of our own internal testing and validation before we even decided this is a legitimate service that can be offered and a legitimate product that can be offered to the consumer. And, you know, my background is in biotechnology, investing in tech. That's, that's where I came from. So I had a good understanding of products um, and services, especially in this space, in this industry. And, you know, whenever we officially launched the product to the consumer, we had taken we had taken the actual solution and formula through one of the largest third-party laboratories in the world. Um, so we had the formula tested and approved and studied and researched for months in a in an environment that was basically acclimating to climate changes, etc. You know, uh, stretching, bending, pulling, testing. Um, that was that was part of the process for 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 releasing this material because I would never and and I would never want to put something out into the public that would not be what we said it is. And you so guys use it, you all use it all the time, right? So how many roofs have you personally used it on, and how many roofs has it gone on so far? Um, I'm curious. Um, sure. So I'll give you I'll give you an example. So we are the product manufacturer which right. makes us unique in this space because not only do we manufacture the product in central Pennsylvania, we also apply the product. So right. we're kind of a hybrid. Um, you know, when we, when we talk to a, a dealer or, or a dealer or a potential applicator, we always tell them, listen, you know, what makes us unique isn't just the ingredients and the formula itself. We can get into that and why it's unique, but what also makes us unique is we can tell you how to sell this. We can tell you what the pain points are because we're outselling it every day of the week in our own footprint, in our own geography in central PA. And right. so just this week, we're, we're doing three to four roofs a day in our, in, in our, in our footprint. With, with um, this product. With this product. That's correct. Okay. So, so um, I've got a lot of questions here. One thing, um, in my opinion, this is somebody gets comfortable with this product. And it works. And I, and I think you told me you're offering five-year warranty. 
on the product application, assuming it's applied properly, I presume, and all that, right? So correct. Um, if somebody's doing roof repair, so some guys love roof repair because they can get in there and muscle their way into an insurance deal or just to start a client relationship and and eventually get the roof. Other guys hate roof repair. They're busy. They're in a large market. They don't want to touch them. Um, I love the idea of this. Let's say the average roof repair is 500 bucks. And I think you told me something like a 2000 square foot roof might bid it a couple of grand or something. Was that right? That's uh, correct. And have a 60% net profit margin on it. And I, I feel like that's, I'll say this because back when, back when roof coatings and I've been, I've been doing marketing for uh, roofers for like 12 years. So roof coatings really started popping around six, seven years ago and there was really no one offering it. And so somebody goes out, the smarter commercial roofers go out and say, Hey, here's a TPO roof. Um, that's, you know, mule hide. Here's a firestone, and here's a coating that I have here. So they give them three bids. So mm -hmm. I, I've got, good, better, best, or just different. And here's an option for you. So when guys give an option, they sell more jobs, right? So instead of just going out and say, I, I believe in this type of shingle, malarkey or certain teeter or whatever. And this is the only one you get instead of saying, giving them a tier. So when those guys gave them options, they did better. And on these roofs, and it's not quite this way on this product, but on these roofs, you know, they'd make just as much money on the coating. I, they're not going to on this one, but um, the coating margin is 60%. I personally, I told you the other day, because this is so new, you could run a higher margin because no one else is going to bid this as an option. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has a roof that's going to cost them $20,000 to replace, but you can put this on for $2,000, you could easily bump and do $2,400. Be pretty easy. And I think you told me you had some guys that were doing that. Right. And yeah. So, so if it's me, I still think, hey, that's a great deal. I want to make a 50% margin. I do 1200, you know, I get 1200 bucks. I put on a $2,400 application on a 2000 square foot roof. And when I'm out there doing a repair, I bump this on everything. So I'm out doing, you know, five repairs a day, the average repairs 400 bucks. And they say, Hey, this roof is in bad shape. And it's probably, yeah, we, we know we probably have a leak here and there, or I keep having to get it repaired. Say, well, do you want us to do this while we're out here? So do you have people that do this now that go out and repair and went from a mentality that, nah, I'll do repairs if I'm not busy to like, man, I love repairs because now I got roof reduced. So do you have anybody doing that currently? Of course, there, there, are, there are quite a few uh, dealers that have that model uh, yeah. where all of a sudden the repair business makes a lot of sense. Um, right. You know, I, I'll, I'll take it back to our general construction business and the roofing services that we offer. You know, okay. leads, leads, as you know, are not, are not cheap. It's expensive to generate leads, to generate good quality leads. Right. And so, you know, why, why not when you go out to sell a replacement, like you just said, why not have multiple tools in your tool belt? Because if your closing percentage right now is 36 or 40%, and you know, you think you have a really good group of sales guys, you do right? That's that those are good quality percentages, but why not take it to 55 or 65 by offering another service or another product that, you know, now if you're walking away from that opportunity and you end up walking away with the job, whereas if you didn't have this tool in your tool belt, now you're walking away without the job. This is just one of those unique opportunities to increase your sales percentage, right? right. Because this product hits home with a lot of folks. I mean, it's, it's back to the environmental, you know, standpoint, the, the ESG perspective of what we're doing. There are, there are people that there are customers every day that have a desire to make sure that, you know, they're doing something to, you know, to better impact climate change. So that's a hot button. And it's something that we can really talk to and speak to, not to mention that, like you said, the five-year warranty that we offer on the product and the service itself really, you know, really working. And so, so you offer it not only for repairs, but for a, a roof replacement as well. I think you had a statistic that somebody went from 36% closing to 54% closing by offering this on all the roofs. That is correct. Yeah. And that's common. Um, and so, and, and we've had cases where we've had, we've had uh, dealers actually exceed that. You know, when we, I, like I had said in the beginning, we're a great example because we can take ourselves internally 
as a general con contractor and roofer and test everything internally before we even go out to our dealers and say, hey, this is what works and this is what you could do and it's a better way to sell. And so, you know, we're looking strictly at how do we increase that closing percentage? Because we know as a big GC with 50 employees that it is costly to generate leads and we need to sell those leads. And we yeah, don't let's want talk to talk about that for a second. So just so somebody understands the mentality of this. Same thing on the commercials, my closest thing, you know, if somebody does a coding, they're going to come back every 10 years and recoat that roof. Now, I don't know how often, you know, it, until the substrate has to be removed and then it's, you know, but um, in this case, they might get another application out of it before a roof replacement. Well, and you're the guy on the job. And if they replace the roof, you're probably the guy on the job. So if you walk away from it, I, I can I can hear people talking about this and what they're going to say is, well, I don't want to offer this because I don't want to choosing this. Right. So it's like if I offer this and they choose it, in my opinion, nobody's going to use this unless they don't have any money they weren't going to buy anyway. So if somebody had the money or the insurance, they're not this. And, and I know, and, and I agree with the green stuff too. I'm from Texas. We don't talk about it quite as much here. Quite frankly, we don't. Um, but um, I think it comes down to money personally here in Texas, my, mainly because people spent their insurance money. I think it might be in its, for me, someone might actually want to go a green product on it. And you can talk about what's in this stuff. This is a greener product in general, not just the fact that the substrate, you know, that the shingles aren't being removed and everything and being thrown in a landfill, but compared to other similar products, this thing is more green because it's got less chemical makeup. I think it has a base of, of some sort of oil. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the, the base ingredient is a recycled oleate. So it's a recycled uh, oil already. So we're, we're working yeah. on a, we're working on a 100% recycled oil and we're using that recycled bio-based oil. It's not, you know, oil as in, you know, what you'd run in a, you know, a, an engine, but recycled bio-based oil as the main ingredient. So it's twice used and then we're adding our additives. And so it really makes it it really makes it green. And it also has allowed us to really control our supply chain, especially in a time where, you know, shingle prices are increasing. You're uh, using material. Yeah, discarded oil, re, you know, repurposing it, something that would have been. Yeah, would have, right. Would have, would have just, would have just been completely disposed of. And so that has enabled us to control our supply chain, control our pricing and everything that goes along with that. So it's been, a, it's been, it's been really positive for our dealers. The one thing that I'd really like to touch on and you had just said it you know, previously was, you know, when you look at the business model itself, um, you know, a roof replacement can take multiple hours, if not. Okay. Let's, know, talk, about, let's talk about the application, what you use to apply and, and how you do it and all that. Yeah. It's a good, good one. I, I, I do want to go over that. And, and so, and so, so for a roofer saying, you know, I, yeah, I don't know if I really want to do this. Or I don't know if this makes sense to my business model, right? I want to replace. I want to replace because that's that's larger revenue, that's bigger numbers. It's 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 a better net margin for me. Right. Well, the reality is is that you know it takes it takes two people to apply this product. We recommend a a, a specific pump sprayer um, that how can much, be how much is that pump sprayer? It, you know, it, it depends, right? So so it, they're anywhere between twenty five hundred and thirty five hundred dollars for the okay. sprayer unit. Um, which, let, which let, me, is again, let me say something here. A lot of people, when they hear sprayers and stuff, this isn't like foam or something else. You're not going to destroy the equipment if you don't clean no. it. Um, this is the, the, the material going through this is not going to cause a situation to where when your guys are sloppy with the sprayer, I don't think, I don't know it as well as you do, but I know this Correct. is a foam. It'll kill your machine, you know, but um, I'm assuming this just almost doesn't have to be cleaned. No, uh, it does not. Yeah. The only the only thing is, is the hose reel, right? So after right. after you know a year or two of usage, the hose reel itself, um, maybe you replace the reel, but you're talking you know talking about sixty five okay. to seventy dollar fix, right? You're I'm not sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I want to go over yeah. that. That this this is not a complicated spray rig no. that is going to die when your lazy installation crew did a good job on it, but didn't want to clean it. You know, so, correct? Yeah. Okay. Right. Go ahead. So, so yeah. So how do, how do they do it? How does it apply? Right. So the, so the application itself, you know, the, the two, the two man crew arrives, uh, they, they, if there's a roof repair that needs to be done first, obviously you go and hit the roof repair. 
um, whether that's ceiling or cement, whatever, replacing a square, whatever it may be. And then the application comes into play. And so you want to make sure that, you know, that, that you have a ground guy for safety and precautionary methods. Um, and then the sprayer on the roof itself, you know, it can take anywhere between 12 minutes to 25 minutes, depending upon the, you know, the, the size of the roof, the slopes, et cetera. But the reality is, is that the actual process, right, of the, of the application, if you're efficient, which, you know, most roofers are, if you're efficient, you can do three to four of these a day with a two-man crew. And so when you actually look at the ability to create a better net margin for your overall business, the efficiency of this application is, and, and, and the time it takes is exponentially better than that of replacement because there's a lot that goes into replacement. Well, I mean, a two-man crew can make almost as much money or similar money as a, as a one house shingle job in the same time frame. Is that a good statement to make? That's, that's, that's very accurate. Yes. Okay. Um, talk to me about, uh, temperature and application, like, like I'm used to on liquid applied coatings. What, what temperature do you need it to be to spray? Yeah. So, so really, I mean, the, the best, the, the best temperature for the chemical there for the actual chemical itself, the formula is, is above 40 degrees. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter how hot, I mean, it could be hundred degrees outside and this is, this is perfect to spray because really you're, you're, you know, you're opening up the, the, the asphalt and the shingle itself and, and it's penetrating into the asphalt. So the, so a really warm climate, a warm weather is perfect. Anything above 40 degrees works. The chemical will, will the, 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 the chemical, the bio-based formula will crack on the shingle. It'll penetrate the tar seal um, and, and replenish those maltines and the shingle um, with no problem. But below 40 degrees, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, it just isn't going to be as impactful. So what we tell anybody that's training to be an applicator, it's, you know, the, the, the best case scenario is to do this in above 40 degree weather. And on days where you're not, you're going to get an hour or two hours of, 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 of break in between rain. Because the last thing that you want is to have a rainstorm 20 that minutes. That was my next question. How, how much time before rain do you need? You, you need about an hour. That's it. Just about That's an it. hour. Okay. Yep. Um, are there any local laws that restrict spray on a roof or catchment type stuff? I know some, you know what I'm talking about. Like in a, I, if you like roof wash in like California, you got to catch the runoff. Do you have anything like that with this yet? Is there anything in place? Yeah, so, so we currently do not have any dealers in California as an example, because there are rules and regulations that okay. go along with, okay. with spray treatments. Now, do we think that, you know, th this formula itself has been used across all 50 states for asphalt shingle or for asphalt replenishment, as far as the actual right. road pavements. It's on the roads and running off the road. It, it, exactly. So I think it's one of those situations. But California doesn't care about that kind of stuff. So, you know, they, they're going to, you know, so, but I, I, I don't, I don't deal with a lot of roofers in, in California either. Uh, there it's so regulated. It feels like, um, union or something almost there, it's you know it's it's challenging what what we tell dealers is it's 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 if you're calling us and you're looking for an opportunity to work with us really understand you know your marketplace and we'll work with you on understanding those rules um but like you said i mean every every area has a different set of standards you don't but have no, that pennsylvania then you know yeah no but, you know so we're usda bio preferred so so our product is uh, labeled by the USDA. It's 90% bio preferred. Uh, it's a voluntary program that we've went through. Um, okay. And, and to, just to just to ensure that what we are putting out in the environment is indeed a bio based product, uh, and non and, and non harmful to, um, to, to the well being of, of people, plants, etc. So let's you know, talk about that. I, I, what, what talk to me before we get off the application process, talk to me about overspray and you know, plants and, and people and all that. So uh, do you have to worry about wind and spray and all that kind of stuff when you do this? So, so yeah, I mean, so if, if, if you're going to try to uh, uh, put this onto uh, an asphalt shingle roof in 50 mile an hour winds, it's probably going to be a little <sighs> bit of an issue unless you can get very close to the actual shingle itself. So, so the, the reality is, is that overspray hasn't greatly impacted us at all because really the, our, our, our person on the ground, right, that's working in tandem with the actual applicator on the roof 
is making sure that if there's vegetation that's really close to the roof line that we have that covered because the reality is is that this product isn't going to kill vegetation but it will brown it because there is a citrus component in the actual product itself and so that will brown the leaves or it will brown grass and so the reality is we want to make sure that you know if 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 we're directly spraying onto vegetation that it is either covered or or it's it's wet so that way the actual product kind of rolls off the overspray rolls off right. and so safety it is very safe it is a it, you know we we send out a us or an msds sheet with every with every tote so it's it's very well formulated on what is in the actual product itself and we you know we take we take those standards um those environmental standards very, very, you know, highly. We want, we want to follow all the rules that we, that we need to. You know, I, I know this kind of goes without saying, but we didn't really discuss what does it do. I, I now I will tell everybody. I think it's roof rejuve r e, uh, r e j u v, correct. Roofrejuve.com and and Tyler's got some videos and before and after they even sprayed half roofs they show gravel you know and the in the gutters through the sprayed portion unsprayed. but what exactly is it doing to rejuvenate the roof and sure. how does it work can you kind of go over that a little bit yeah so that's why we call it asphalt shingle replenishment so real quick go back i'll go back to my, my the story of my wife so my wife's office window is in the back of the building and right in the back of the building is, is a large uh, dumpster. And in that dumpster is a lot of asphalt shingles, right? So predominantly during the summer months, it might be all asphalt shingles. And so, you know, when you take out an asphalt shingle out of a dumpster, what you notice is spidering, dry, brittle, cracked, loss of granular. Those are the things that happen to an asphalt shingle over time. Right. It, they, they dry and then they ultimately end up cracking and they ultimately end up needing replaced. So what this product does is it replenishes the maltines in the actual asphalt shingle themselves. So there's different layers of an asphalt shingle and the product itself isn't designed to lay on top of the asphalt shingle. It's designed to penetrate the asphalt shingle. It increases pliability, flexibility. It takes, it takes that granular loss and actually stops the aging process. And so what we tell folks is when we're, is when we're getting ready to spray a roof, we take a good video of what that shingle looks like before, and then we take a video of what that shingle looks like after. You know, that shingle before we spray, it's gonna be brittle, it's gonna crack, and it's gonna fall apart because that's what they do when they're 15 and 20 years old. Right. After that treatment, we've restored that flexibility we've restored the actual asphalt in in the shingle itself and and now we're able to we're able to take a video of that of that actual shingle looking more like a you know maybe a 4 or 5 or an 8 year old shingle versus a 20 or a 30 or a 35 year old shingle yeah i went onto your website and i noticed that if you have like a you know a gray roof or medium gray roof it'll it'll send it up a shade so it'll get a shade darker uh, after the application, just a little bit. And, and yes. which, by the way, in my opinion, in most cases looked better on the roof, but it does change the color slightly. It, it deepens, uh, it deepens the tone. And right. so we, we won't, yeah. So if it's, if it's a red roof or it's a green roof, we're not going to change the color of the actual right. roof. You, you but said that, it, but yeah. that formula will, as it absorbs into the actual shingle itself, it will, it will deepen that color of the roof. And so, you know, the reason that we sprayed a half roof as an example, you know, now we're working on over two years where that half roof was sprayed. Um, we did that intentionally to show folks that, listen, you know, this is, this is a real product, right? So any dealer that wants to come on board and if they want to come up and see us and they don't want to do a virtual training, we'll take them onto the roof with all the safety precautions necessary. And we'll show them, Hey, listen, that, that section of this roof was sprayed two years ago on a 17 year old shingle. This roof, this section of the roof was not sprayed. You tell me what the difference is, right? And so what we're trying to do, what we're trying to say is it's it's more or less we're, we want to make sure that we're educating our dealers on the actual results of the product. So that way when they go out and they sell it, they can feel confident that they're selling something that that truly does work. Um, and it's not just something that they're, you know, that they're they're pushing around, you know, and trying to trying to make a sale or close the deal or make a little bit of money. 
Well, and, and you guys are selling that much of it. I, I would say eventually this is going to be, you know, in my opinion, nobody asked about this yet or really knows what it is from a consumer basis. This is something that, in fact, when I was talking to you before, uh, before I'm like, I, I can't help probably right now get a lead for something like this because nobody knows what it is. Nobody goes on to searches shingle roof, you know, restoration or replenish shingle replenishment is not a word that anybody knows. Right. So people go and look for roof repair, shingle roof repair, emergency roof repair, roof leak repair. And then this is a product that has to be brought to them by the roofer, at least yeah. for now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, 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 you know, when, you, when folks are, when the do it yourselfers are looking for products, you, you know, you, you, you find there's a lot of products at Lowe's, right. Silicon based or, or, you know, uh, rubber based types of products. And, and, you know, nothing against those products at all. Uh, I think what, you know, what Roof Rejuve and other, our peers in this industry are doing for the bio-based roofing business, it's, it's, it's a real opportunity to take something that's non-environmentally harmful and, 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 and use it in the same type of a, uh, a process. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not dogging by any means the, the, the actual products at Lowe's or Home Depot or any of the big box stores that actually carry uh, more of the silicone or, or rubber-based uh, solutions. But, you know, those products definitely are not for someone who doesn't know how to handle them, right? Um, they need to be applied the right way and they are not unharmful. I got a question. Um, does this hurt or affect the decking or anything underneath uh, the shingle at all? You no. see any, does it penetrate? No, it does. It so so really. Once you get to that fourth layer of the actual asphalt shingle itself, um, yeah. you 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 see that that's that's where this formula lives, right? It's in it's it's just strictly in that shingle, those four layers, and so we have not seen anything uh, harmful to to the actual decking itself. What I can tell you is this: this product will not remove stains. So we do recommend if a homeowner says, I want, you know, my roof sprayed and the expectation is, is that it's going to remove all the staining. That is not what we do. We will not, it does not kill moss and algae. So what we do recommend is that if, if a homeowner wants stains removed, that that is cleaned prior to the roof being sprayed. And there are ways to do that um, using, you know, low, uh, low amounts of bleach to be effective and still not, you know, be harmful to vegetation. Clean the roof and let them, let it dry and let them approve the way it looks before you spray this stuff. I, I got a, I got a question. This is maybe down a rabbit hole. You don't want to go down, but you know, if a roof ages and cracks and becomes non-pliable and lifts and begins to let water through and get damaged and has to be replaced, um, because they, they do this on commercial roofs too. Do you guys uh, ever think about or try adding a, you know, a granular gravel product during the process of the spray? Yeah, so we've, we've been asked that repeatedly. Um, and what I can tell you is we do a lot of R&D. Uh, that's one thing that I think that we, we, that we do really well is we test and we trial. And what I can tell you is that that adding ad additive granulars has not been effective um, really? because the, the, the logical though, right? You've it, got it is. this sticky stuff in there and you've got these cracks already there and, and you're not, you know, you're filling it, them, but yeah, anyway. it, it is, it is. And what's already embedded in the asphalt itself. That's what we, what, that's what we can adhere to and what okay. will keep, what will keep the roof from aging. Uh, we just, and, and we've tried it. I mean, the, the, the reality is, is we've, we've tried Going it. Up there, how, how did you apply like broadcast or just br broom sweep it on or, you know, how do you do that? Just Yeah. So, so we, we use more of a, of a vacuum like unit where we actually sprayed it instead of pulling it in, we actually sprayed hmm. it out um, hmm. just, just as a test. And then let it dry, wash it off, blow it off. And yeah. And it just doesn't, since it's not already, adhered to the actual shingle and it's not already part of the of the of the manufacturing process to get okay. it to stabilize and, and 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 stick has been it's just not been as effective huh. can we get it to work yeah it's 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 worked to the degree that you know yeah we can say oh well, you know there's a noticeable difference but we're not we're not convinced that that's necessarily the um 
we're not, we're not. It's got to, I mean, you're, you're assuredly going to continue to innovate this product though, you know, as, as right. time goes on and the roof system of it all, you know, I, I know that a lot of times that products get a bad name because, you know, not, not only the quality of the material, but this roof system is one of the biggest things, of course, like how the product's applied. Is there a measurement for how much, you know, do you product, you know, people can spray too light, spray too heavy. Uh, do, you, do you have, I mean, I, I guess you train people on that basically, right? To... We do. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we're recommending a flow meter so you can attach a flow meter to the hose and really, you know, what you're trying to do is what our goal is, 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 is one gallon per, per shingle square. And so when you're going out on a job and you're looking at a, you know, a 20 square roof or a 30 square roof, and you're taking enough product to do that roof and maybe two or three others, right. um, you know, the, having a flow meter is, is a really helpful uh, way of gauging the amount of product usage. What I can tell you too, is it's amazing the number of times in our situation as a GC and as a sprayer, we'll show up on a job, we'll spray a neighbor's roof. And then the neighbor comes out and says, what is that? And why are you doing that? And we explain it, we give them, you know, a little bit of literature and they say, would you be able to do mine? So what we do is we always carry enough product to do one or two extra roofs because the likelihood that we'll be able to sell the neighbor is highly probable. So is this an ABC? Do you drop ship it? How do people get the product once they're a, a dealer? Yeah, so we, we manufacture uh, the product in, in central Pennsylvania in Somerset County. Uh, and so we, we ship directly from our facility in Somerset uh, to, uh, to any of the dealers across the country. Okay. Well, I got to tell you, I, I like it from a standpoint of a monetary inclusion. I do like the bumper of the green. I like the bumper of the green a little better when I think about a commercial roof because there's so much quality substrate to remove and in a lot of cases it's the roof looks pretty good it's just that the seams are beginning to fail and then you end up with this seamless monolithic system in place and you can even add a single ply and fabric to it so i love that sort of stuff when i think about it when the roof applications applied this one more feels like just a i mean eventually i guess that tpo or whatever they sprayed over for a roof coating on a commercial roof is going to have to be removed too this feels slightly more temporary than that like i have you had any, you're just now entering like a fifth year, right? Uh, yeah. So, so we're entering, we're entering a fifth year with our, with us spraying. So our dealer model is really only entering the third year, but have, we're entering. Have you guys personally done a second application on the same shingle yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. But we, but we will be doing you that. plan on doing year. a second application instead of a roof replacement. Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so I just want to kind of recap that because I want to, it, it is logical to me that people can't afford to have the shingles replaced and have the best possible roof system installed. A roofer may want to do that, but it isn't poor ethics or business practices to help somebody that does not have $30,000 for a roof or $20,000 for a roof or whatever, $15,000 for a roof. So somebody has an option to help keep the roof from leaking and prolong that process for a little while, that is actually helpful to the consumer if they trust the product and the product works and the roof system application is done properly. Mm -hmm. I think this is a smart thing to do. <clears throat> I don't think I'd have to check it myself if it were going to be me, but I don't think I'm going to lose somebody that was going to put on a roof. My wife would never say if I could afford a roof, go, oh, honey, our roof is cracking and look bad and starting to leak. Say, hey, honey, we can, you know, we can do this five-year application and put it off. I mean, I, that's not, that's a, it's not the same client base, but all, at the same time, it, you don't probably know when you're bidding a roof based upon the people or the house, you might a little bit, you could be in a nice home that looks like they have plenty of money and they could be hurting badly and not have the money to replace that roof mm -hmm. um, and need this, you know, and you lose it and you don't know why, because they're driving Range Rovers and the house looks fine but they had no money and you didn't know and you didn't yeah. offer them uh, some other options. So you have a 36% close rate and the 54%, in my opinion, from 36 on that, on that uh, um, success story you have or a closing percentage. And is probably the difference is 
the amount of people that picked up roof rejuve, right? Like yep. it, when you check that 36, because you had, don't you have this on your website, roofrejuve.com? Yeah. Somebody went from 36% to 54% closing. I don't know. So we okay. may have that in one of our case studies. It might not be directly on the website itself okay. um, because our website is kind of retail and dealer. Hmm. Um, we probably should look to separate that. Was a that case out study that you sent to me by email. Yeah. So, so when somebody went from 36 to 54, well, what is that? 46, they went like 18% up was all 18% roof rejuve. Correct. Or, so they kept, I just want to make, I'm just wondering, did they keep all of their shingle, but added roof rejuve? That is correct. Okay. Their, their actual closing percentage on their re-roof or, or on their re-shingling didn't change. It was, okay. they walked away with a sale. That's my fear. Like they did not lose any shingle work. And I, logically that makes sense to me. I don't, I can't, nobody that can afford a roof is going to go, I don't want a roof. I'm just going to spray this stuff on it. But somebody needs it. Like, like my dad, there's a ton of older people. My dad, I don't know how old my dad is, 75 years old. He should have had his roof replaced right then. He was trying to do it cheap. He got money from his insurance company. He got the product and this will make this will make roofers mad and it's my dad so don't get mad at me he's just trying he's a cpa so he's cheap and um i grew up with him he wouldn't eat any food and my dad um would go out to eat as a kid and we'd go to a, a restaurant and he back especially when i was a kid in the 80s the portion sizes are still too big in restaurants but back in the 80s y'all remember I don't know how old you are. Remember, they used to have potatoes that were like that big. Like your baked potato would be that big. Your hamburger would be like that. So the food portions were huge. And my dad knew that everybody wouldn't finish their food. So he wouldn't order a meal. And he would eat the leftovers off of our plates. <laughs> and he could have afforded to order, you know, this. Yeah. But he wasn't rich, but he just, he wouldn't order. And I remember as a kid, I'm sitting there and he said, um, Nolan, remember, when you get older, that if the bill comes out at $50 for the tab or back then it's probably like 20 bucks or something, you don't tip based upon <laughs> tip your 15%, not on the total, but on the pre-tax total because the tax is added in and people don't over tip the 50 and even tell me all these money saving techniques. But anyway, so my dad, who's a miser was ordered his shingles from Home Depot, had them dropped off in the front of his yard called somebody somehow got a hold of a subcontractor the subcontractor comes by gives him a bid based upon not coming to the house and sees that my dad has a very high pitch roof and raised the price of it and rightfully so by the way in fact most of the roofers listening are like oh my god i hate those kind of guys you know but anyway so the guy raised it my dad's a miser he sent him away this was like i don't even know how many years ago 12 years ago he's with the same roof still called Home Depot, had them pull, pick up the stuff, spent the money, doesn't have any money, you know, to do the roof with. So he's got this house built in the eighties with the original roof on it. It looks horrific. It was already a light Brown. So you can see the cracking yeah. tiles all over the place. It must Spider. be, yeah, it must be horrible. I almost feel bad as his son that could probably afford to go help him replace the roof, not doing something with it. Um, I would, I'm not, it, it, he's a grown man and get his roof replaced, but I might help him pay for this. Like it's the roof would do. <laughs> But I ain't buying that roof. He's got like a 3,500 square foot home with a roof he should have put on. But that's just one guy's story. You know, there's a ton of people out there and um, and he's more able to replace than some people. But some people are in bad shape, can re can afford a little bit of something, but can't do much. I think it's a good product for that. I also like the idea that it changes my mentality about repairs. I also like the fact that in five years, like that's one of the benefits of uh, roof coatings. You know, you got a silicone roof coating. You get to go back every 10 years and replace mm -hmm. it. And eventually you will replace the whole roof, but yep. you get in touch with those people. A lot of times on deals on a commercial roof, let's talk about that too, real quick before we completely conclude, but on a commercial roof, there'll be a, a maintenance schedule baked into it. It's like, Hey, you know, we were going to replace this TPL roof for a hundred grand. We're doing this coating for 60 and we need to come back out. And, and I probably need to come check it for ponding, pooling, you know, roof washing, stuff like that. Do, do people, do y'all add that in or do you come back before five years or what, what about maintenance and second application? What's the plan for that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like anything. I mean, we have a great system, a good CRM where all the clients will, will, will ultimately, you know, be placed in. And so it's just constant education too. So, you know, we, we can send out 
hey, you know, your, your roof is, was sprayed two years ago on this date, you know, and, and we're recommending that based upon that initial observation of your roof that you would indeed qualify for another treatment. Um, and so, you know, and then there are roofs that we will we'll tell a, a property owner very specifically, hey, listen, we think that after the first treatment, it's likely that your roof will need replaced. It's time for replacement. Um, yeah. and, and you'll only be able to do this once. So if a property owner is, is, is much more advanced and in, in, in thinking ahead of schedule, right? It's okay, if I can get this, this asphalt shingle roof sprayed at year 15, I'm going to get another three treatments out of this. But if somebody says, hey, listen, you know, my roof's 28 years old, I, I really just, I don't have the funds. I, I Will this product work? We'll go up, we'll look and see what we can repair. And if it's treatable, we'll, we'll spray it. I like it and that mentality too, because somebody says, I've got, um, you know, I've got five years. I can plan now. I, this hit me out of the blue. I should have known that my roof was going to fail because it was yep. old, but I, I'm not ready. Go, yep. Okay, this will give you five years. You'll need to be ready by then, but you have time. And right. then people can weigh their options, get their credit in shape for financing, whatever they're going to do, save up the money, and then they're ready to, to replace the roof. So yeah, I, I love the options. It's a lot better than just walking away. I'll take 18% increase all day long, personally, if I feel comfortable with everything. And um, yeah, I love it. And so if people, first off, before I kind of conclude some of the points, do you want to say, is there any other points you want to make about anything before we get off, um, before we finish up? I think it's just it's just the that we are a tool in, in, in your tool belt. I mean, our, our goal is not to replace you know, your re-roofing services or your GC services, we are a tool um, and we're not a franchise. So the reality is, is that, you know, we sell a product and, and, you know, ultimately we want to be a partner with you uh, in your business and in any way that we can be helpful, we will. But that's, that's really, I mean, you, you, you touched on, on everything, ask great questions. Um, and, and I think as long as the, is the roofer, the business owner that's listening understands that, you know, our mission is to help them increase, uh, you know, increase their closing percentage, add additional revenue, uh, and, 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 and not only add additional revenue, but add it, add it in a fashion that it's timely and it's, and it's efficient, right? That's, that's really what we're here for. And we're here so, for the consumer. I got a question. I got one to think too. I'm, I'm very pro-America these days. You, you guys, this is all made in USA. All yeah, of it, hundred percent yeah. of it is manufactured in in Pennsylvania. Are there other products like this that aren't, or all these? You know, I, I don't know where coatings come from or shingle replenishment products come from. Is that, are y'all unique in that manner at all, or do you not know? Yeah, it's a great question, and I'm not I'm not sure. Um, you know, I I think that what what makes us yeah, I mean, I think that what makes us unique is our recycled oil that we use. But ultimately, I'm not sure if if our other colleagues in the space. Um, utilize manufacturing services in the U.S. I would imagine that they would, um, because of just you know trying to get international Logistics. shipments is challenging. But yeah, I mean, I think that I think that we're probably all one in the same, where we're all you know manufacturing in the U.S. You know, I want to say that you know the the repurposed oil, just so people know, this isn't like these guys are taking oil and throwing it up there. This is there's a they change the chemical makeup of it. There's a huge process to it, from what Tyler told me earlier, and there's materials and other other materials added into it. Yep. Um, but so so if somebody wants to get in touch with you, they Google roof rejuve r e j u v or roofrejuve.com. I assume there's a form there to fill out to contact you guys to check into becoming a dealer. They can get trained and call and all that sort of stuff. So, man, I appreciate it. I like the idea of this. I really do. I, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's fantastic to look at something, expand products, and I like the thought of this deal as a whole. Especially if I'm going to pick up an extra percentage above and beyond. And that was just on the uh, that little thirty six to fifty four percent that you emailed me. That was on a full bid. That's Correct. not even talking about repairs, right? No, no. What, what percentage of repairs are, are converting like a roof repair call to this? What that, that's not going to get a roof replacement, uh, presumably what percentage are you can, do you see convert on that? Do you have any guesstimate on it or actual about 70, 70%? Yeah. For us internally. Right. So people so, are already in trouble getting repairs. They know they're they've got problems that are. Correct. Are the it, I, this is just me not knowing. 
and I'm sure roofers know, but when you get a repair call, how old is that roof typically? Yeah. So it's amazing. The amount of repair calls that, that geography, right? It's, you got, you know, Washington state damp, wet, you know, it could be a whole different scenario than, than Pennsylvania. So when we look at it, it's a lot of times it could be just, you know, ceiling around the chimney. It could be two or three square that need replaced, but the rest can be sprayed. And so really when we go out, it's the, what we aren't able to, if we get a repair call, what we aren't able to spray, it's just not sprayable. That's really what it comes down to. So those repair calls, um, they are, so are the roofs are older already when you're having that stuff. What's the average age of a repair called roof? Oh, I would say in the twenties. Really? So they all need, for the most part, 80 plus percent of roofs, 90% that you go out is a candidate for being sprayed just for oh. the nature that it has a repair. It, it is. It's, it's, okay. it's it, it, they're all, they're all a candidate unless they're just so far gone that what you'd have to replace is not worth a replace than a spray. Right. And that's really what it comes down to. All right. Listen, I, it, it all makes sense to me. This is a logical deal. I, I, I appreciate you spending time with me. Anybody wants to check them out roof R E J U V. Um, I don't know if Tyler calls you himself or not, but um, it looks like cool stuff to me. I appreciate you coming on and um, hopefully I'll get to meet up with you again someday, Tyler, but uh, I enjoyed the conversation and I, I think you hopefully you get a few calls from, yeah, uh, no. from us. Thank you. Appreciate right, it. Man. Check out our video section. Any, any, anybody that wants to understand it better, the, the video section, we have, we have a lot of content up there. It was, there's examples on there. There's that, uh, I forgot what you called it when the color de- deepens the, uh, yep. the the hue of it, but it, but it, it looked good. Yeah. So there was videos. There's that roof you sprayed half of showing the uh, gravel and all that and the gutters. It, it was pretty in- explanatory, but yeah, great stuff, man. I know you're going to do good, but um, thanks. Thanks. And we'll, we'll see. You. Great. Thank you. Appreciate all it, Nolan. All right. Have a good one. See you. you too. Bye. Bye. Nolan Walker here with Roofing Webmasters. Guys, we own a digital marketing agency, and I've told you that, but we have another podcast. So if you like Roofer's Paradise, be sure to check out Roofing Webmasters podcast. You can find us on any podcast platform or just search Roofing Webmasters on YouTube or go to roofingwebmasters.com, but check out the podcast for Roofing Webmasters where we really educate you about anything and everything marketing related online with roofing roofing webmasters podcast check it out